Um, I'm just going to say before you do that, Candace has the most amazing like radio voice. I was thinking the same. Um, I really, really believe, I I truly believe, and you can add this into the podcast if you want to. You need to like record bedtime stories. Are you serious? Yeah. My kids don't even go to sleep when I read to them, so I don't <laughs> I was like, put my kids to sleep, Candace, please. Welcome back to the Steno Talk podcast, guys. So as mentioned in our previous episode, this will be a continuation of that uh, where we interviewed Nicole and McKaylee on their mentor-mentee relationship. So if you have not listened to part one, I highly recommend you go back and do that um, before you continue to listen to this episode. For those of you guys coming back, this will pick up right where we left off. We were just asking McKaylee what she'd recommend for someone asking about where to begin with finding a mentor of your own. So this is part two, guys. Enjoy. Yes, I'm really glad you said that because um, I that's where I was just thinking we could go is that um, I'm getting a lot of questions about how do I get a mentor because... I want one. I know it's a thing. I see you're very happy about having one, but what do I do? So um, for me, uh, some of it I think has just been kind of luck. God has just had a hand in my journey, Um, like with the working reporter that's retired out here, you know, that um, I've had lunch with. But um, where it really started was when I was at ACRA, Um, And I think and I hope that a lot of state associations offer this, and I know that NCRA does, is they have a mentorship program where you can sign up and they try and assign you a working reporter in the vicinity where you live. And then you guys connect from there. And that's um, that's my my mentor. That's the Superior Court or Supreme Court Superior. I don't know which one it is. Um, (laughs) She manages the courthouse out here. And that's where it started. And then um, obviously with Nicole and and my other one, my other mentors, it was networking. It's just been, you know, communicating and putting myself out there and um, trying not to to be shy. And I know how hard that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not a shy person <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think I probably gave Nicole some anxiety. <laughs> I'm not shy at all. Like I'll, I was out on the dance floor. I, I was talking to everybody like, um, <laughs> And I'm not much of a a closed book. I also, I overshare probably. And so um, really just making those networking connections and creating my own story Mm -hmm. um, has not only attracted others to me, but me to others. And those connections have formed because, you know, we have common interests and we have common energies and hopes and dreams and pasts. And, you know, like there's just so many different things. And I think more than anything um, with, with Nicole, especially, I think that we formed something of a friendship first. Mm -hmm. Um, There was no pressure. She was just being a good person, answering my questions, helping me, you know, getting to know me on Instagram and, you know, it, it developed into, I really think I need this person in my life in a more official way. Um, and I have more people, you know, that I definitely look up to. Like I said, Anna is a huge, a huge, um, 
role model to me. And I think that those are really close things. The difference is that Nicole gets everything. She hears about everything in my life. Um, and on a, you know, it isn't like as, you know what I mean? Integrated into my personal stuff. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody knows where it's here. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I'm having a hard time wording lately. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's different, but it's the same. I think that, um, if you're having a hard time finding a mentor, step one, sign up through NCRA in your state association. I think that is step one. Step two, um, make sure that you're in the Facebook groups. Encouraging court reporting students is a great place to be. I've even been thinking about making a post on behalf of other students just to see if any working reporters are willing and able to volunteer to be a mentor to some of these students that are a little too shy to put themselves out there and ask on their own. Um, and and then the networking on on social media too. I think it's it's a great thing. And surrounding yourself with so much stuff on your social media that has to do with steno, it's gonna change your energy. It's gonna change your state of mind. It's good to see other people going through this journey too. You're gonna learn things that you didn't know. And it's just, it's a good place to um, to start making those connections. Nicole? <laughs> I, I just want to chime in for those of us that are a little more introverted and a little more inside of ourselves than maybe some others. <laughs> um, you know, finding a mentor is a lot like is a lot like finding a partner. Because you have to find the right person. And so, yes, definitely start with your state association, start with the national association, see who gets assigned to you. But also know, like, if it's not a good fit for you, there's no contract that says that you have to continue engaging with a person. Um, just because not everybody is going to have the same kind of outlooks or they may not, it just may not be a good fit and, and be okay with it not being a good fit. Like not everybody gets super, super lucky. Sometimes you go on a few bad dates, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I, if I have expressed myself appropriately. <laughs> but what, what I will say is, you know, in your area, because it's really important to find mentors that are in your area and understand what the market and kind of what you're trying to accomplish is. Um, and, you know, you don't, it doesn't even have to be like official, just say, you know, if I have some questions sometimes, can I contact you? And mm -hmm. a lot more often than not, it just happens organically. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, especially with working reporters, there's just, there's a lot of um, hesitation simply because we're like, man, what if we get too busy and then we fall off the planet or like we get hit with a bunch of rushes and then we can't, you know, we can't be as present as we want to be. And it's just one more thing to feel guilty about. So I think it's a lot different if you find somebody who you just, you kind of really want to be able to like have an open access communication line to just say, Hey, if I've got questions, are you okay with me texting you once in a while? And just know you don't have to get back to me right away, but just, you know, I would just like to have you as a source of information. Um, you know, I had 
uh, a gal and she was fantastic and she was super busy, but every once in a while she would say, Hey, my calendar is clear. Do you have time for coffee? And then she would just sit with me for hours and like answer any possible question that came into my head, which is kind of how I came up with that, like assignment thing, like come with questions, be prepared, be doing your homework so that, you know, we can, we can keep these conversations going in a meaningful way, but also so that it's tailored to things that you actually want to know about. Because I can talk about anything all day long. <laughs> like I can tell you about my, you know, my, my crazy hydrogeologist talking about, you know, drilling into a Grand Canyon. Oh my God. But if that's not something you want to know about. Like I want to know what you want to know about. So those <laughs> like having those open lines of communication with just certain people who you, who you like, eventually that can, you know, turn into something. Again, I told you, you know, um, Jamie Booker can swear to this. Like I just showed up in her courtroom <laughs> every day that I wasn't like in, that I wasn't like taking a depot and I wasn't in class. I would just show up at the courthouse. Like what's going on? Do you have anything going on today? And um, I would just sit there and write because my goal was always to be in court. I, like I knew because I started court reporting school at 31, like, hey, I want to end up in court. Obviously, my life is a lot different in these last few months. <laughs> but, you know, she was actually I was in the courtroom when um, I found out that I had passed my state test and her judge had actually announced it because I was in there so frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, you, you may not end up with like, you know, 87, like McKaylee, <laughs> <laughs> you may just have a bunch of people that you, you know, you consider friends and you have open dialogue with, and that's okay too. It can look different from person to person. It doesn't have to be this like formal relationship as long as there's a person that you can turn to when you're like, hey, I'm having a really bad day. My fingers don't want to communicate with my brain. What do I do? What do you suggest I do? Or, you know, I just need somebody to like share in my frustration with me who gets it. Like, can I just use you as a sounding board? And more often than not, you will find the people who want to be there and support you and help you with that, even if it's not dressed up as a mentor-mentee relationship. So I just wanted to add that too. Yeah, and like don't don't put pressure on yourself um, to have a mentor. It's not a requirement. It's not a requirement of this um, this process, you know. For me, I think I've just gotten very lucky, honestly. Um, I didn't seek any of these people out. It was just opportunities and connections that presented itself. And I, you know, pursued it in a more formal matter for me because I like saying I like saying I have this many mentors, you know. Um, I hope I'm standing on a stage at a convention, you know, in five years talking about mentorship as a seminar or something, you know, but there's, there's also no pressure. It's a fun thing. It's not, it's not a job or, you know, anything like it's, it's, it's a fun relationship to have. And that's what I feel I have with all of my, my mentors. That's awesome. I like that. It's fun, you know, 
Cause you know, well, and I like the unofficial part too. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I've personally have been wrapped up in the, man, I really have to get a mentor. I don't know where to start. I reach out to these people and you know, I like that you really touched on that. Like it can be whatever it needs to be, whatever you need, you know, you can go out and find it. You don't have to sit there and rely on somebody else. You know, you can do that all by yourself, you know? Yeah. And there's so many of us out here just willing to answer questions and be a support system if you need it, Um, especially with the distance learning and, you know, just how isolating it's been in the last few years. I think all of us get it and um, we want to see you be great. And honestly, we need you out there. Mm -hmm. It gets hammered. um, But I don't I don't think that. you can quite wrap your head around it until you are out there working and you're turning down multiple jobs a day because there's only one of us, you know, and, and we really, we, we need you out there and we want to see you be successful and we, we want to support that in any way we can. And I have an open door. (laughs) I have an open door. And if I have time to answer it, I will answer it. And if you need just somebody to cry to, I'm good for that too. And it doesn't have to be official. Um, just know that you're not, you're not floating in the breeze by yourself because we are out here. All right. I'll get your number um, before we, before we <laughs> sign off here. Absolutely. I'll, I'll blow you up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did we just see the birth of a new relationship live Yay! on Center Talk Podcast? Oh my God. I think we did. It's connections. See? It's connections. There we go. Connections. Because I got plenty of stuff to cry about. I mean, come on. (laughs) I think everybody does, like in court reporting school. (laughs) Let's all cry together. I was going to say, should we all just take a moment of silence and just cry? (laughs) Insert crying. I could totally do that. Yeah. Insert crying. In our time block schedules. (laughs) I know. Let me go ahead and put aside some time for some crying. I'm going to make a note to add that into my my schedule this week. (laughs) I I add that all the time. Um, I was was going to ask because, you know, in, in my local association, we do have students who, who are eager who want a mentor and it might, I don't know how it is, how it is on the state level and the national level. Um, but right now I'm on, um, my local association board. Um, and so I know more of like the inner workings and stuff. And so kind of, um, a little bump in the road, I don't want to say problem, but a little bump in the road that we had is that we had more students wanting mentors than we had reporters wanting to mentor. So I was going to see, Nicole, if you have any advice for for working reporters, you know what I mean? Like who who have maybe never even considered being a mentor, but like we all know that it's important or um, who are scared that they're going to screw up. Or like, what if we don't know the answer to a question that our mentee asks us? Like, you know what I mean? Um, like what advice you would give to, to want to make, not to make them, but like to encourage reporters to mentor. Well, first I'll say we are troubleshooters by nature. We learn on our feet and the way that we 
um, have adapted is basically trial by fire. There's so much that can't be taught in court reporting school that you figure out as a reporter by networking. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact same thing being a mentor is you are just lending support. And, you know, again, it's, it is a relationship. So sometimes the relationships that, you know, it's not a good fit, but you never know if you don't ever try. And I always tell McKaylee this, um, and I have told all of my mentees this, you don't score if you don't play. Hungry mouths don't get fed. So if you don't even try, then you'll never know what you can be capable of. And I generally find the people that are the most reticent about it are the people that end up being the best at it because they care enough to want to do it the right way. And they want to like build the relationship the right way. And if you don't know the answer, you have a community of people behind you who are going to know the answer, especially when you come from like super active associations. Like that's a matter of like one email. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, you know, how do I direct them to the appropriate resources so that they know the appropriate answer? And you will have that within probably a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And so it's never, a, it's never a situation of you can't do it because you can. Again, everybody has something to offer because we have all been there. Mm-hmm. You are on the other side as a working reporter. You know the struggle. Um, you know that it takes a, a whole lot of grit to dust yourself off failure after failure, get back up and go back out there and become a successful reporter. I think it was, um, oh, I can't even remember who said it now, but they, you know, they told me like the only difference between a working reporter and a court reporting student is the court reporting student didn't quit. That is the only difference. And so if you were on the other side, you have something to offer. And it's just a matter of if that's something that you're willing to try. You know, it starts with a willingness to try, right? And, you know, we all know how badly we want our students to succeed. And, you know, there are some people who are just, they're not like people, people. Mm-hmm. And they really, they're just like, I, I, if I don't have to talk to anybody, I'm really okay with never talking to anybody ever. <laughs> um, that's why I'm a stenographer because I get paid to sit and listen and I don't really have to talk to people. And that's fine. But there are a lot of people who have solid advice who are just afraid to offer it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all students need. Sometimes they just need somebody to like, say, hey, I understand because I was there. How can I, how can I assist you so that you can be successful? Or how can I listen so that you can vent and get it off your chest so that you can move forward? And McKaylee was going through, you know, that whole thing with 160. And, you know, I was trying to just give her the best calming advice that I could, but also understanding like she just needed an outlet with somebody who understood her frustration, especially when like her dad's like, hey, did you pass? Or, (laughs) you know, and, you know, and she just needed to be able to get it off of her chest so that she could keep pushing forward. And then when she started to get discouraged, she needed a cheerleader. And really, those are the rules 
that students really need. They just need to know they have a support system. Um, and I know that it's, I've been a broken record, but especially with the isolation of distance learning, mm-hmm. it's more For critical sure. than ever to have those support systems in place with people who get it. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I can't say that enough because you need somebody who gets it. Like you can cry to your significant other and they will be as supportive as they can. Most of them, if they're, you know, they're worth yeah. their <laughs> I can't say that's everybody's case, but I can say like, I know with my husband, he really tried, he tried, bless his heart to get it. You know, I know, you know, Jose is like the, uh, he's like the obligatory, like <laughs> husband at this point. And like, you know, he's like, yeah, I just, I just try to be supportive, but you know, he, he doesn't always all the way get it. Yeah. So yeah. You know, when she, when she needed that sounding board, it was obvious, like it was very apparent that she needed that sounding board. So I sat there and I was like, what do you need? How can we, you know, get you through this? And sometimes it's a cry with a glass of wine. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I I am alone, so I don't have a significant other. Um, But I have my parents and like Nicole was saying, my dad was going through every time he knew I was taking a test when I came out, he said, did you pass? Um, and he meant, well, he really did, you know, cause they don't understand. And so I just respectfully said, dad, you know, I appreciate it. Um, but this is hard and no, I didn't pass again. <laughs> and, um, it's one thing to share that with the community of, steno people because you understand how we're gonna fail way more and I think that they understand that too but they also don't understand how hearing that they didn't but they do now they didn't Mm -hmm. understand how hearing that over and over was just kind of weighing on me too and so um it was it was important I wouldn't have even known how to address it if not for another <laughs> episode um where on I think you talked about your dad yeah um asking you too and even when I posted that um or I sent a message to a couple people um directly like I don't know how to say this because I know he loves me and I know he means well but at the same time it's not helping um so I just uh I, I, but I tell them everything on my own. You know, I told them, you know, I, I'm not trying to keep my, my journey from you guys. Mm-hmm. I want you to know everything that's happening. I just, I'm going to come to you with it <laughs> instead yeah. of you asking me, let me come to you on my own with it. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, yeah. About the, I remember about you, it. I remember you messaged me about the whole like dad thing. And I was like, girl. I know because it was so close to home and I knew (laughs) Anna's been through this and I know and I I didn't really like when I listened to it before I was like oh I don't feel like that like they don't put Mm -hmm. that pressure on me but it wasn't until I was really just failing 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 and I was right there I was Mm -hmm. so close and um I, when I got it, I mean, you guys, I cried so much because I just felt so defeated. Um, but I had a lot of support, but I still felt defeated and that's normal. This is hard. Um, but then when I finally got it, I cried, I cried so much. Um, 
So yeah, and I had some incentive too to to get through my one sixties. Um, Nicole, bribery. I know we're, we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> we're gonna get me um one of those nice covers for my machine. I know. I um, want one of those. Dang it! I want to order one Bribery at its finest. Okay. It's, so what I've learned all the time. What I've learned is I have to bribe my mentee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to bribe my mentee. I just want to make sure that, you know, like that I get it right. I feel like I have learned so much from from this episode. I guess that's why, you know, I felt like like not only did students need to hear it, but reporters also needed to hear it. You know, if if there are reporters who listen to our podcast, I don't know, hopefully like one, two. Maybe. <laughs> um, and maybe they're three. not, maybe three. And they're not already mentoring, like, do it, you know? And then I just want to take notes from Nicole. So, yeah, I think that's, I think this was a successful episode. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask my mentee to come with questions. But um, I've always been like that, even like on the Instas. Like, if people will ask me questions and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I'm like, I'm always happy to help. I'm always happy to get you, you know, the answer. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find somebody who does know the answer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I guess it was just more like scary because it was more official. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I, it's just already what I'm doing online, but like with an actual person, I just want to make sure that I don't screw up her like court reporting journey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. So I'm going to set up like lunches, dinners, Questions, um, bribery. Have an anniversary. We should probably just not talk about the bribery part. But <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're no, not it wasn't part. bribery. It was incentive. It was okay. a thoughtful incentive. Okay, let's all let's just change that. I'm just gonna. <laughs> um, and the other thing I just want to toss out is. I know when I was in court, I was publicly posting my court links for the day so that people could log into the trials that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I think Kenzie still does it. Um, If you follow Steno stories, uh, you can reach out to Kenzie because I am pretty sure that she still will post her links when she's in trial. Um, And, you know, because of, because of everything being available online now, you know, you have an opportunity to sit out and kind of see what it's like without actually having to physically, you know, haul all your equipment down there. Um, very, very different than my experience. <laughs> I was pregnant when I went to court for my, you know, sitting yeah. in with all my machine stuff. And, you know, and send reporters messages like, hey, are you okay with somebody, you know, sitting in on your Zoom depot? I can turn off my camera. Um, you know, because a lot of the time, you know, we don't, we won't just like offer it, but if you're like, Hey, most of us will be like, yeah, let me check with the firm and see if it's okay. And if, you know, if the attorneys are okay with it, then you can hop on because if your camera's off, you're not in the way. It's not like Mm -hmm. when we were in these like small conference rooms, you know, with like three chairs and, and a, you know, and a tiny table, um, trying to like stick another body in there. It's totally different where you're logging into zoom and you just turn your camera off and you just get to see what's happening and, and kind mm-hmm. of be present for it because, um, 
it's incredibly encouraging to get out there and see that um, depositions and court, they're generally manageable. And I know uh, McKaylee and I have talked about towards the end, you kind of start getting this, you know, mental element where you're kind of questioning like, well, I can't knock out these five minute takes. Like, how am I expected to go and like conduct a deposition by myself if I can't even do like these five minutes? Mm -hmm. But the thing that like, if you're not sitting out, you don't understand is they have to stop and breathe. (laughs) They have to stop and review their notes. Like, you know, a pause is coming and they're a lot more manageable to take down on most days. Some of them drink, you know, a quad shot of espresso and are like ready to go. (laughs) For the most part, it's, you know, conversational like this and there's going to be a pause Mm -hmm. and you be able to catch up. So, you know, I encourage you if you do have an opportunity, you know, just ask the worst they can tell you is no, it's not happening today, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that that's every day. Yeah. Or offer if you're a reporter offer. Jasmine, Jasmine has the mentee who sits in with her. So she she sat in almost every single depot I had for the last two weeks, I think. Wow. That's I'm ready. I'm ready to start sitting in. I'm excited. (laughs) It it is. It is an exciting time. And scary. And scary. (laughs) I have to add that, that Nicole did make, tell me, um, at one point she said that this, this place that I'm in with my speeds and getting closer to being, like certified and professional is also kind of a self-sabotaging time in your journey in that it's scary that you're you're going through all of this and it feels so far away that like I'm actually going to be on my own like I'm actually going to be I'll know what you guys are talking about when you're talking about all of the the other stuff or in a deposition and with your software and your technology like I don't know what any of that stuff is I none of it but um I'm also not (laughs) same I still don't know what any of it is (laughs) I'm also pretty close too um so it's 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 a little bit of a shock that uh it's taken I'm like it feels like it's taken so long to get here but at the same time like I'm already here You know, I feel like I'm my own kid, like watching myself grow up in my journey. (laughs) Time is flying by, but it also feels like it's going really slow. But then I look back and I'm like, am I already here? Really? (laughs) (laughs) And you're and you're in a state that requires certification, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember whenever I was getting ready to 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 like to test, to take the test, like I had already finished and stuff. I don't know if other people go through this, but I remember I was like, oh, shoot. If I pass this, then I'm a reporter. And then what? Like, because I had been, you guys know, I had been a a student for so long. I didn't know how to be anything else. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just like that moment when I was like, panic, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like internal panic. Um, And then I remember just all the, all the stuff came to me. Like, because I became a reporter in this time, like I've never taken it in person still it's coming up, but I haven't still. And I was just like, how am I going to do it? 
how, who's going to get my kids from school? Who's, how am I going to do this? My son starts, my son's here. Like, what do they interrupt? Like, what do I do? What do they need me? It was just so many unknown variables until I just like took the plunge. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to schedule a depot. And I did, and I survived and everything was fine. And yeah, and everything was good. But there, there was, there was that panic. I remember that panic. Jasmine probably didn't go through it because she's cooler than me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Like right now, I mean, while I've been going through school um, and since I was pregnant with my daughter, I've been living with my parents and they help me with her. Well, when I start working, I mean, life is going to come at me fast, I think, because right now, I mean, I don't make enough. I'm on state assistance and, you know, I have all this help that as soon as I as soon as I make one paycheck, I'm already, I'm already out of that bracket to, to receive any of that. And so, um, I'm grateful to have, you know, Nicole too, because like I said, she's a mentor for me in everything and in life. And so I know that when all of the other stuff is happening, that I'll have her too, um, for some guidance and help and and just in, in life. And I'm grateful for that because, it's going to all happen at the same time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm trying to move out of my parents' house. <laughs> I'm trying to start my life. I need a car that will like be decent. I need health insurance for my kid and I like all of these things. And that is uh, like just more that's kind of like weighing down in my mind as I get closer and closer to, to being a professional. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be a real adult soon, like a really real adult. <laughs> It'll, it'll all work out though, because I know nobody can see us, but raise your hand if you were ever on like state assistance. That's all of us. See, and, and there, there's, there's no shame in that. Like, you know what I mean? I remember whenever, whenever I was on it, I was, I was on everything. I was like, I was on WIC. I was on, um, Mm -hmm. SNAP. I had Medicaid, like everything, everything. And it was just temporary. And I remember just thinking like the goal is to not need that anymore. Uh Uh-huh to be making enough money to not need that anymore. Like, you know, like it sucked because then I had to pay for my food and I have to go pay gas, co-pays, like what's a deductible? Like, I'm not understanding what you're telling me, ma'am. How can I, my kid is sick, but you want me to pay you? Right. Like, I'm not understanding that. Like, you know, (laughs) but you know, the goal, I remember just as we were slowly weaned off of these assistant programs, I was like, that means like, we're getting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, you know, take, take the help and anybody out there, take the help. while if you have to, there is no shame in it because you know, one day you're going to be a reporter and uh-uh, you're not getting that anymore. <laughs> but it also makes me excited too. Because yeah. I told my mom, I said, one thing that I don't think I could ever complain about once I am a professional making money is paying my taxes. I don't think I could because that's now it's my turn to pay it back so that other people can continue to get the assistance that I was getting, you know, um, when I needed it. And I just Mm -hmm. I can't wait to to pay it back. I'm so excited for that. Isn't that weird? I can't wait to pay taxes. Well, I'm gonna let you know. I have waited. (laughs) I have waited to pay taxes. Um, We haven't done them yet. But let me just tell you how much my little heart hurts whenever I have to put that 30% in, in that other little account. It's because, probably going to hurt. Because Jose, Jose says, he's like, man, like I made so much money and then this is all I got. And I said, boy, 
Do you physically transfer it? That hurts. Like when you see it and you're like, do I push? Do I push confirm? Do I push confirm? And I'm just like, and then you see how much is in there. And I'm like, why can't this be my money? It is my money. And like, you know, will I get in so much trouble? I know. Well, I get in trouble if I just keep it. A cycle of everybody's money. (laughs) I know. But yeah, it's just a whole new world. Oh my God. (laughs) I just want to circle back. Yes, yes, circle back, circle back. I just want to circle back really quick because you guys were all talking about like I, you know, I was, I was like, I wasn't sure what I was going to do like after, you know, after I certified and I'm a real court reporter. And um, I've actually been laughing at myself quite a bit because in this last six years, like my answer was, what do I do? Set another weird, you know, goal. And so like, here I am, I'm like, okay, Washington certified, RPR certified, Arizona, let's go there. That looks fun. Let's get certified. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then I'm going to start working on my RMR. Yeah. One leg, two leg. Let's work on that third leg later. Let's go and get the California license while we're working on the 260. And it's just been like one thing after another. And I've been very much like, I just like having projects and I really probably should stop. (laughs) um, You know, like for me, it was like, oh, what's my next, what's my next goal? (laughs) You're just goal oriented. That's what you are. That's what you are. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's good to have goals than to not have them. Like, you know, yeah, so, I think that, I could just, but I could just like chill a little bit if that was something that I actually had. Um, but you know, chill, chill is not a part of Nicole's vocabulary. There's no chill for Nicole. No. <laughs> you know what I feel like you need, Nicole? I feel like you need the Texas certification. <laughs> yeah. you know, that was so, so I'm sitting at this dinner. We are honoring Kim. Um, oh, the dinner. And I'm sitting at this table and I'm like, man, maybe I should fly to Texas. Who's going to let me stay at their house? Like at this table, who's going to let me stay at their house when I fly in for this test? And I was like, oh, I guess maybe I should just wait until it's like in San Antonio or Austin so that I could like go hang out with you guys. Um, But then, but then Janet with the baby is like, but if it's over here, you come stay with me. Yeah. So you have a lot of places to stay. The tests are online now. Yeah. The tests are online now. Oh, they are. Yeah. (laughs) You could still come stay and take it in my office. I just wanted to come come hang out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need any more licenses right now, though. I really don't. But I think that just goes to show that there's just no ceiling in this. I mean, Mm -hmm. at all. There's always more that you can be, you can, you know, and I think that's so cool. If you, if you just want to get, you know, certified and you just want to be comfortable and that's it and you're happy, that's great. But then there's, Mm -hmm. there's so many more certifications you can get. There's more ways that you can make more money. There's other places that you can make money. And I just think that like, it's just limitless. All the things that this can um, provide for you. I can't wait. <laughs> when I remember as a student, I was like, what is my, what is my end goal? And my end goal was always, I'm going to have all of the letters behind my name. Yes. I'm slowly, I'm slowly crawling in that direction. but <laughs> I am intimidated by those letters a little bit because I personally, at the moment, I can't think past 
the first, I can't think past just getting certified in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. I am in the back of my mind. I'm like, real time, real time, real time. I'm thinking about that a lot. I'm trying to develop my dictionary as much as possible. Um, as But I've you always know. been trying to drive home like real time after you're certified in making money. Like, don't get yeah. stuck on perfection while you're in school. Get out of school. Yeah. Get out of school. Don't pay them for you to work on your real time. Get out of school. Then work on your real time while you're making money. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I will do that. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> See, she doesn't sugarcoat a thing. She's like, McKaylee, stop. Just get started first. <laughs> stop. And then just get out of school first. Stop, and then think Ron. about that later. Ron, stop. Ron. <laughs> Well, I, just, I just think it's a it's a balance, you know, like you want to know yeah. your dictionary really well, but you also want to get out of school. It's a mm-hmm. lot easier to it's a lot easier to hone your skill set when you're actually out on jobs and you have, you know, repeat substance versus, you know, the daily dictation varying from day to day. Mm-hmm. If you actually have a, a way to focus and make money, then do that. But get out of school, get I'm, certified. I'm trying. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um, I watched the orientation for Allie, um, her class. And it okay. said, she was talking about don't write with punctuation in your tests. And I've been writing with punctuation from theory since theory. I have, I tried not to, and I just don't even know how to do that. I think people oh. have different viewpoints on that because mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to train yourself to not write with punctuation especially in real time because then you're going to create a bad habit uh-huh. of not actually punctuating as you're writing even okay. if it's temporary you're going to be training yourself to do that when you're writing definitely like okay. I could see how people would say that like you know like hey think about this you could maybe pass a test if you try to omit all the punctuation but at the same time you're just hurting yourself because you're going to need it eventually yeah mm-hmm. you know Well, and I mean, I think just like with the varying theories, like we all get to the same location just in different ways because of how our brains work. And I think a lot of it is if something isn't working, then you do need to change things. But Mm -hmm. if what you're doing is steadily making progress, then you're okay. I mean, you should always be trying to improve. But, you know, there's there's eight well I don't want to say that there's eight million ways to get to the location I was gonna say skin a cat and I just don't <laughs> say that that didn't sit well with me <laughs> so um, yeah. because of how individual brains work we can give great advice but that advice might not be your advice mm-hmm. which is why I always say too much information is better than not enough information. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can ask, I mean, I'm sure like between me, Anna and Jasmine, like none of us are going to do the same. We might have a few similarities, but like not one of us is going to do every single thing the exact same way, but none of us are wrong either. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That messes with our heads sometimes. So, cause we're like, just tell me how to do it. And then they're like, well, <laughs> this is what I do. But this is sense. true. This is true about like that though. Um, what Nicole is saying, like do what you have to do to get out of school. And that's cool that some people suggest like, don't do punctuation. I had people, you know, tell me when you're doing a QA and you get, you fall behind, 
drop the Q and the A, which at the time I had never heard because I was like, get everything, get the Q, get the A, get everything, yeah. get everything, get everything. But like, it worked though. I've never so heard that. I'm glad that people have like suggested that because there's certain tests where you're like, I can tell where this is the question and I can tell where this is the answer and you can just tell. And if that split second, you know, well, throughout the whole five minutes will help you pass the test, then it was a great suggestion for me, just like she's saying, it might not have been a great suggestion for somebody else. So I heard it and I tried it and I was like, hmm, yes. Other people might've tried it and they're like, no, that's not working for me. Like, no, it's screwing with my head or whatever. But yeah, there is a kajillion ways to do something, especially in court reporting school. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, so thank you guys so much for taking the time out to talk to us about this subject. I I learned a lot from this one personally. So yeah. just wanted to thank you guys for being here and giving us so much of your time. Thanks for having me and my fabulous mentor. Absolutely. It was so much fun. Yeah. yeah, we had a blast. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave us a review. Also, check out our Instagram and Facebook, both at Stenotalk Podcast. And shoot us an email at stenotalkpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for the show. We would love to hear from our listeners. Until next time, Steno Tribe, stay motivated, stay on your machine, and practice, practice, practice. Ready? Vegan. So, okay. Nicole A. Bolditz and Michaela Billy Baloo. Baloo. Like the bear. Like the bear. Oh, I love that. Like the bear. Yep. I feel like we should insert, like, the song. Just kidding. Oh, okay. You should. No. The bare necessities. The bare necessities. I don't know. That's going to be a blooper. <laughs> <laughs>